style helps you get up the stairs and down. Truman Capote once said style helps you get up the stairs and down. Hello, everyone. Everyone, that's better than hi, guys. Okay, I'm working on my pronouns, working on my intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Have to Wear Something because you do have to wear something. You cannot go naked out there. And the way we express ourselves through our clothes, whether we're thinking about it or not, is expression nonetheless. Um, so still reeling from the last show of Queen and Slim. Um, my good friend, savant, artist, creative, amazing black person from New York. All of the subtitles, subtext. Quentin Xavier Roper Servant, welcome back. Thank you. And my pronoun is boss nigga. <laughs> you know, I don't, it's not a bunch of uh, N bombs on the show, but you can say whatever the fuck you want to say because yeah. this is you have to wear something. This is what you said earlier, so I'm just going to say whatever I want to say. I just want say. him to say whatever he wants to say. And we are in a very militant space right now. We have had a very interesting weekend. So after we saw Queen and Slim, and I, I took. Quentin with me down the rabbit hole of designers and mise-en-scene, which means putting on the scene and all things blackity black, a black director, a black writer, a black wardrobe Mm -hmm, stylist mm -hmm, and costumer, mm -hmm. down to the boots, the python boots, all of that good stuff and allyship. We decided that as he's enjoying his vacation in LA, that we would have a day where we only spend money at black businesses. Black day. Black day. Not to be confused with black Christmas. Not to be confused with black Christmas, a very wrong film coming out soon with a tragic mulatto lead. And I only say that because they have this mixed woman who's gonna save all of her white sorors, sorority <laughs> sisters. It's a very bad plot. I'm sorry. And I don't mean tragic Mala. I mean it in the sense of if you look up what that stereotype is, you'll know what I mean. I'll let y'all do the research. But this this is not a film show. This is a show about clothes. So we're going to stay on topic. And before, though, we decided to do Black Day, I decided to do one of my very favorite things that I'm skilled at is finding people to punch in the face finding (laughs) decent pieces decent brands at the goodwill we were passing the goodwill oh yeah we did do that i know we have to go back to that because i have an old old oldest methuselah show about collecting and saving and recycling and purging giving your stuff that you don't aren't really in love with to those that need it or turning it into rags or whatever. Everyone knows that I'm a sustainable person. I'm an investor shopper. That is what I am. I think that's the best way to live. It is my opinion and it is the correct way to live. Anyway, um, so... The correct way to live. <laughs> anyway, if you go back, you'll see my reuse, recycle, etc. Uh, show about... Um, how to have great taste and at the same time live sustainably, which mm-hmm. I think is very important mm-hmm. uh, because black people get a bad rap. Everyone says that we are the ones ruining the planet, but most of the ruins of the planet are connected to colonialism. Again, let's move on. So we were passing Goodwill and I feel like the men's clothes in the Goodwill are always in better condition. 
And I think also I get a little bit more focused when I'm doing the work for someone else when I'm doing a, a, a search. And so um, Quentin is also married to a beautiful French man. And I, right. I don't believe they share clothes. Do you guys share clothes? Hell no. If I ever well, catch this motherfucker wearing my shit. Do you share clothes? I would call ice. Do you? Sh- he's, a, he's, <laughs> he's an immigrant. Don't play with that motherfucker. Trump is after him. Let me call him right now. See what he's wearing he's the bed. He's a white immigrant, so no one's going to put him in a cage at the border. They're trying to put all of them in cages. If you don't speak the right kind of English, you're going in a fucking cage. He they definitely a still fight. has a strong French accent. There's like Dutch people that were going in cages and stuff. It's not just the Mexicans. It's not right. It's not right. Um, But you guys have separate closets. Talk about that. Uh, I have a closet with a keypad lock that you have to enter to get into. Okay, and how is your closet set up? It's a walk-in closet. I've seen it in person. Uh, I'm still setting it up. I have to organize my clothes, purge some shit, but my partner doesn't respect clothes the same way I respect clothes. (sighs) He has the smaller closet, clearly. He has two closets and a dresser. I just want to say one fun fact. And another room. One fun fact I learned about Guillaume is he washes ties in the washing machine. I feel like someone punched me in the gut every time I say that. I think he did it by accident. He doesn't. He does it repeatedly. So it's a habit. Yeah. Okay. If there are the one to two men that do listen to this or the women that wear ties, I've worn a tie. I like to have fun. Anyway, do not wash your ties in the washing machine. You can hand wash them and lay them flat to dry if or you don't trust them, the dry he cleaners. Or knot in them and you'll hang the knot, the knotted tie on like a regular hanger. I, I like that system better than trying to wash them in the washing machine. Ties do get cruddy over time, guys, if you're listening. They, they you know, if you have gone to eat dinner with your tie on, over time, food will get on your tie and your tie will have mold and mildew on it but in a, at a microscopic level so if you eventually you do have to wash your ties so every like microbial febreze is phenomenal don't use that that's crap it's nothing better than soap or water do not use febreze let's just agree to disagree wash your t- antimicrobial febreze it's bullshit and marketing you have it in your uh your sink someone left sink. it here in my house paris gave that to me when she moved and paris has excellent taste Anyway, moving on. That stuff doesn't work. I can't be marketed to. Understand that I'm resistant to marketing. Okay. I make decisions for myself. So we went and we found... Word of mouth is also a very valid marketing tool. And if it works for two of your closest friends, it might be worth checking out. Anyway, the Goodwill... It kills germs. Anyway, the Goodwill is fucking disgusting. It stinks in there. It's musty. It's moldy. It's been raining on and off this whole vacay of course because quentin's here it's murphy's law that's raining every day mm-hmm. i don't mind I, I don't mind it either because it's better than snow and it's better than you know below zero degrees but um the goodwill the men's section is a little bit more organized and i was able to find just right away oleg cassini and thomas pink shirt shirts that are upwards of 200 dollars. and i have found a gucci shirt for quentin in the past for five dollars and Great flannels and so on and so forth. There's a ton of Ralph Lauren at the Goodwill. 
which people really need to realize. Before you walk into that H&M or that Zara and buy that piece of a shirt, you should take a moment. Goodwill has parking, the one on the way to Silver Lake, right before the Scientology Center. And Where's Scientology Center? There's so many. They're y'all. taking over LA. They own everything. They have like the, really love lots of holdings in real estate. Mode. Lots of holdings. Lots of property. But anyway, um, right before you hit the Scientology, uh, across from the Cheetah Strip Club, uh, the Goodwill with parking. And this becomes a big thing in LA. If it has parking, you're more like more likely to show up. But it was great because I think he got like he got like ten shirts. I got a whole collection. Fifteen shirts, twenty shirts for sixty dollars. Not even like fifty something. Like fifty something dollars. It was amazing. And um, we don't know how he's gonna get it back on his luggage. He's gonna get stopped. Hopefully not by ICE. Um, because <laughs> you can pass for Afro Latino. But anyway, um, fashion has just seemed to have been the overarching theme of this trip, and I didn't really mean for it to go that way. At the same time, parallelly, parallelly, in parallel. <laughs> parallelly could be par- a shirt. Parallelly could be a shirt. Oh, that's the new name of your company. Parallelly. Parallelly for kids. I love making up words. Everything's made up. Stay woke. Um, in parallel, our consciousness. We kind of went down the rabbit hole of consciousness as well, only for them to meet and for us to come to the conclusion that we're going to have Black Business Day. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I had some fear around this day because Black people have not had the same opportunities. And because of that, they haven't had quite the same funding. And it's just, it doesn't even have to be like a Black tech business. Just any business that a Black person owns, they struggle to get approved by the bank they struggle to raise funding they struggle to anything that has to do with opm other people's money is just a challenge for black people to acquire it um usually it's like a barbershop or a hair salon you know that do well um there's thousands of other things that black people are good at so we usually start our day with a craft coffee our first challenge was we are going to get a delicious coffee from a black business so, I live pretty far from Lemur Park. Um, those who know LA know that Lemur Park, Ladera Heights, Baldwin Hills, those are main black areas, and Inglewood. And they all are adjacent. They're all close to the water. They're all west. They're all close to LAX. Um, this is not by accident. So, we make our way to Lemur Park to Haroon Coffee, H-A-R-U-N. Go to Yelp. The Yelp doesn't lie. There's great photos. Um, another thing that happens on Yelp, and not just with black businesses, is that you go and you're like, this is not what was on Yelp. Somebody's lying. These photos are deceiving. Um, and so we go and we walk in and we are greeted. We are pleasantly surprised that the branding is good. The places, I don't, I'm not trying to say like black people have a dirty business. I would just say that at times we go through so much, I think we get worn out and we neglect our business so sometimes there's either you can tell that the business is underfunded or neglected or a combination of both um just an all-white cafe with two sides with great seating we're greeted well we got a lovely brother as a cashier have lovely sister who made our drinks you had a mocha you had a caramel latte it was delicious i'm into all of these details these minute details they had oat milk not just almond milk. Why do you like oat milk? 
First of all, oat milk. Well, almond milk is really tough on the planet. Mm. So you have to use a ton of water to um, make almond milk. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, oat milk is just easier on the planet and is creamier. Mm. And even with people who have nut allergies, they can have a, a solid... Um, creamier milk alternative coconut milk is pretty thin it's pretty watery mm. so i've had lattes with coconut milk and it's not feeling it and they've figured out a way to make coconut creamer what has a creamier texture mm. but for me like if you're gonna pay over five dollars for a cup of coffee i want it to be pristine i want a nice amount of foam i want it to be smooth i want it to be creamy i want it to be delicious i want it to be balanced you know this is just a snob in me but mm-hmm. it was good my mocha was delicious I, i'm telling you Lots of hesitation before I took a sip. I was like, oh, Lord, what's it going to be like? What was your, how was your coffee? It was good. It was good. And then right away, they engaged us. We had great conversation. Um, we're following each other on Instagram. I put them on Instagram. It was all love. It was adorable. And then we get to the other side. And what do we find? Fashion. Pew, 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 pew. T-shirts. Um, Some of them too small, and I had to make sure I get the Crimson is a info. beautiful size, medium, large, mostly large because girl, mostly large. I'm a medium large, mostly large, medium large, mostly large because medium large. He puts things in the dryer. Oh, you're right. Sorry. And shrinks things. Sorry, I am a large. I like this most shirt. of your favorite tops. If you love the top, you will all care about the top. Please hang it well, to dry. Sometimes and I, then steam it. Sometimes I have, sometimes I'll order a large or I'll get a large and I need it to shrink and it won't shrink and I end up not wearing it because it's too big. Um, so I get a large with the hope that it will shrink. My mediums, I will not dry. It's something about the way that Quentin is built that like a slightly oversized t-shirt looks really good on him. Because I think you wear slim silhouettes at the bottom. So this is just normal balance where you wear something slightly but bigger up top just, and then you wear slim on the bottom. This is ironic because my I'm not like a slim guy. No, you're muscular. You have great shape. My legs are super thick. So Mine too. I won't wear oversized pants to exaggerate that. I wear very, very thin pants and the silhouette of my legs comes through. Yeah. Yeah, so you I got can, great legs. I wear skinny jeans, but they don't look skinny on me. I look... And there's different levels of skinny, too. He's not, when he says that, he's not wearing the skinny jeans that are, like, Spider-Man. Like, tights. No, because there's some dudes out here walking around with denim leggings, and that shit's... Jeggings. Stupid. Don't, don't wear male jeggings. I don't like that. You don't need to see every... Detail. That's I the like, stuff I don't like. <laughs> I feel like for me, on. the pants need to... The shape of the pants need to complement what I already have. Mm-hmm. I don't need... If I need people to see my full leg, which I do sometimes when I'm uh, wanting to look super athletic, I will wear leggings. Yeah. I love that look, though. Even, like, like most men do this when they're working out. They wear kind of like... You see the NFL guys working out and it's like the sporty legging and yeah. they have like the shorts over it for some reason that legging goes across like sexual that. um leggings, preferences leggings with short shorts a nice sneaker and a, a really cool top i'll wear that they have people like oh what does he do 
as we digress. But the other side was really cute. They have like retail, which we didn't expect that we were gonna actually like. Again, usually when you try to, it's like the diner that tries to sell pizza, sushi, lobster, uh, pho, ramen, like that restaurant, there's no way in hell they're making all those things well. So, you know, it's always good when you have a business that knows who they are, knows their identity, knows their client, knows their consumer, and is delivering effectively on that one to two thing. Coffee, we sell coffee. We also sell coffee beans or coffee supplies or etc. They have a t-shirt line under the line, Harun, H-A-R-U-N. Um, very, um, basically Black Pride. It's, you know, there was a Haley Selassie. There was a um, Marcus Garvey t-shirt. You got a Marcus Garvey t-shirt, mm-hmm. right? There's another t-shirt that was just honestly... Um, we couldn't understand what it said. It had embroidery on the front. I wanted it. We wanted it really bad. I think it was, it was like a... It's medium. Yeah. Small. Yeah. Um, it wasn't... We couldn't even tell what it said, but it was beautiful. And it was just too small. And, you know, we just... Quentin started trying them on. And we started loving them. And then I love the one. You have the, the in and out. Mm-hmm. That says get out. Anyway, there were some that were fun. There were some that were serious. And it was a great balance. And it also had... Uh, short sleeve button downs that were in traditional um african print Mm. which were gorgeous and were a little bit more expensive but usually this place has revolving art on the walls and we already had kind of black art on the list for black day but like the walls were empty so that was kind of weird and then also if you have retail you got you should have like a a link a a wall mirror so you can see yourself which is kind of it's very strange to sell clothes and not have a mirror present just kids in the future if you open open up your shop have uh, a mirror so you can see yourself but it, it was just cool we, he walked out with three t-shirts right mm-hmm. and we had a good time we talked we socialized saw beautiful black people lemur park is very proud you can tell it's a lot of this is about to get gentrified though we saw a man with a, a, do, uh, a poodle walking down the we street we saw a white man with a labradoodle, labradoodle. Maybe, maybe it was a golden doodle anyway it doodle. anyway it was some sort of doodle and that's okay that's okay because the businesses uh, along Degnan Street, I believe, um, are all still still black and African, and you know, there's a lot of like, do you have knowledge yourself? Are you five percent or are you Islam? You know, which is very tied to a community that has a lot of pride. So we were, we were happy. We had a great experience, and we're like, all right, let's just move on. So I really wanted to see black art, and I didn't realize how close the Underground Museum was, as well as CAM, the California African American Museum. Mm-hmm. If you are only going to the Getty, and you're only going to LACMA, and you're only going to the Broad to take a picture in front of the beautiful white building, mm-hmm. I you are not, in my opinion, an art lover. You need to also be going to see in my opinion, black art. Mm-hmm. If you're only reading white authors and those are your favorite authors and the, and the list of best authors all came out and it was basically mostly men, first of all. It's like, where are the women? Mm-hmm. So diversify your interests. Get out of your comfort zone. Force yourself. Do I like driving 30 to 40 minutes from my house to go get a coffee just so I can support black business? No, that's not enjoyable for me in Los Angeles. It's enjoyable for me. It was enjoyable for people who visit to go on adventures like this. Mm-hmm. So... We went to Cam first. Sorry, this hat. I just feel really sexy with this hat on. So, Quentin feels really sexy. There's so many layers because 
my mom is a, a cancer survivor, and so she started wearing a lot of hats and a lot of more caps from Lacoste. She has a very specific shape that she likes, like a dad hat almost, like a cloth hat um, with a metal clasp in the back. And it's totally worn in, and I've given it to Quentin, and he's very happy because he has challenges buying hats. I just don't wear hats. I thought my head was too big, and this hat fits <laughs> Has me, a larger head. It looks like it's supposed to be I have a big head, head too. And usually I have big hair, so it's hard to find... Hats that fit my big ass head. I just feel like I'm a new person. So now he wears caps. Now he has a hat. We also found him a new hat. We went to platform. So then, you know, we had white day. You have to understand. Too. We had white day, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Not so much white day, but you have to understand. Every day is white day. <laughs> that every day is white day. Exactly. What you don't understand is that. What you guys don't understand is that black people who essentially built this country for free um, are disenfranchised and marginalized and they make less money and we have to work hard and we miss millions of dollars over our lifetime in terms of earnings and salary. And then we do what everyone else does in America. We just go to Trader Joe's and go to Gelson's and we go get gas and we buy cars and we don't even realize that we're just... We make our money the hard way. Usually we're working twice as hard or thrice as hard. And then we just hand it right off to mm-hmm. what is a traditionally, what people don't realize is a white business. And when you look at, sh- what's the show you introduced me to? The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And they basically had a show surrounding the details of the Tulsa. Tulsa 1921? Yes. Oklahoma. Travesty, like tragic. They call it a race riot, but no, that was a fucking terrorist attack. Assault. It was a terror. It was a domestic terrorist attack where they burned down Black Wall Street. They saw people doing well, and it was a threat, and they burned it down. So you have to understand that. Again, we just have PTSD, and just even trying, we're so fearful. We're like, man, I'm just gonna get a job and keep my head down and keep my family safe, because. It just seems like too many black businesses together. It's just, it's just. Well, now I understand why my grandmother was so pissy. Yeah, just, just, it's just scary. It's just scary. It makes you angry. She was born in the 30s and that Tulsa shit happened in the 20s and word probably got out and then the world wars and all this other shit. Like, and then so many times too, we've been duped, right? So, like, when we were freed, we were talking to 40 acres and mule, and then as soon as they killed Lincoln. That was taken off. That was canceled. Had the Freedmen's Bank. All those slaves put their money that they first started earning into the Freedmen's Bank. End up losing all their money. Where did that money go? Right. And I so we, so, so we. This was really important for us to just kind of spend some time. And we had just watched um, the Matrix. The Matrix, and we, I had, I kept bringing up Dapper Dan. And Quinta was like, who is Dapper Dan? And about lost Don't my try damn mind. Me. I was like, I'm not clowning you. I'm not clowning you. I'm just saying, like, I was like, wait, what? I heard people say the name so many times. I heard it was referenced, but I thought, no disrespect, Dapper Dan was someone that had passed away that had done some stuff in the hip hop scene. I knew that much, but I didn't know the extent. He is alive and well and a fucking national this treasure. Dude was like three blocks from my apartment. <laughs> Harlem. If you haven't read Daniel Day's autobiography, it is an easy read. That's why I'm going to send him flowers. And a, wild, I, and a wild ride because the reason we like monogrammed logos at all is all attributed to Dapper Dan. But um, 
when Quentin said he didn't know who, who he was, I was like, hold up, we're gonna have to now just binge on watching like Dapper Dan interviews and, and learning about him. And now he is more than aware of who this, you know, Harlem Godfather is, Godfather of Fashion. And um, it's a happy ending because he is alive and well, he's not dead. He is, you know, creative director of his own brand under the umbrella of Gucci, which is like where you will wanna be. I applaud Alessandro Michelle for making that move. I've already had like a show about Dapper Dan. But anyway, so we went through all of that and we were just inspired. And then we started watching documentaries and, you know, Cam has this exhibit uh, with cross colors. And uh, they also had Mammy exhibit, which I wanted to go to deeply, you know, even just Google Mammy, you kids, you know what a Mammy is. There's it's also a whole theory around the Mammy stereotype, heavyset black woman who is jolly, who loves to serve, who's a great cook, who is there to breastfeed your white children. Um, it, you know, this character character was romanticized, you know, in the antebellum South to make us feel like we were accepted and to make us not want more for ourselves. You know, it's basically to have this low self-esteem and just not want to aspire to be bigger, right? The mammy. The mammy. And and it's connected to America. You think you're funny. America <laughs> loving overweight black women because they're less threatening. I have a question. This attachment to the less threatening black women. Oprah, Star Jones, Lizzo. Do I need to continue? I mean, I have a question. Yes. Lonnie Love. Do you stop? Do you think um Not that they're mammies. I'm not saying they're mammies. I'm saying the type of black woman that is easily accepted is a jolly, non-threatening, heavy set black woman who's either like singing wonderful gospel songs or taking care of kids or cooking okay. someone who is not a sexual threat someone that doesn't want to sleep with your husband someone that doesn't want education someone that doesn't want higher education but go ahead i'm ready for the question go no i'm done go no. we're recording go i'm i forgot it oh okay this is what we does to you <laughs> it makes you forget things it ruins your short-term memory um so I really wanted to see that exhibit because I've been a petite and skinny <laughs> black woman treated very poorly by white women all of my life. Um, and even when I tried to make them an ally, not all of them have really great friends. I have friends from all kinds of backgrounds, old, young, black, white, and everything in between Asian, etc. But especially in the situations of working for white women, right? Or serving them when I was in sales. I'm still in sales, but selling to white women and this idea of how to serve them and being perceived as angry or mean or rude when I haven't done anything wrong, you know, um, this whole idea of the jolly overweight black woman being this character that they like, that they accept, that they feel comfortable with and me not ever being able to be that. So I was like very interested in, and Cam didn't disappoint, did they? I loved it. I loved it. They were showing, and also, I'm from a generation. I'm not y'all. 
young people with short attention spans. I'm from a generation that actually reads quite a bit and grew up on, unfortunately... Gen X. Horrible um, Tom and Jerry cartoons where out of nowhere, here comes this mammy with the fat ankles and the house shoes and she's loud and she's ignorant and she's screaming and she's shiftless and she's sweeping and she's cleaning, you know, but you don't realize that these cartoons that have basically these minstrel characters in them uh, are, are the TV is very powerful. Media is very powerful and, it, and it's hypnotizing us to think that it's okay. So from a, a young age, these cartoons are training me to believe that this is okay. Mm. You know, and, and this is what black women are. Black women are as complex as any group. Right. Mm-hmm. So they were showing some of the cartoons. A lot of the Disney cartoons have edited out a lot of the um, racist cartoon characters. Um, anywhere from Dumbo to Little Mermaid to you know old Little Mermaid had a character. Yeah, they had another mermaid. I'll show it to you. It was like a. It was almost like a pickaninny under the sea. <gasps> the black mermaid. Yes. Oh one. shit. So there was all. As you know, everyone was upset about. Um, Chloe or Holly, I don't know which one, but being cast as the Little Mermaid. But anyway, so not to shift it to such a downer and go down <laughs> this road of Jim Crow, but um, it was a really good exhibit. They had actual artifacts, it, and there are people who... They borrowed stuff from Anna Wintour's friend. <laughs> speaking of fashion, speaking of fashion, speaking of fashion... Grace Coddington, I know you're not listening to when this. When I but, see but if, this bitch, like, hey, You're going to see her in New York. You're going to see her like, Let me talk about what you have in your kitchen. Why do you have that shit in your kitchen? So, some famous mammies like Aunt Mama, you know, um, who now has a very, like, lovely hairdo on the front of the box. But um, she used to have a rag on her head. Usually you have, like, a red rag on your head. You have an apron on. You're very happy. You're very jolly. Um, with the very harsh red. I don't know where you got the red lipstick from when black people's lips aren't like that. That's always was weird to me that they would have the red on the lips. It was very strange. Anyway. Did it have Kool-Aid back then? No. No, this and this is a typical <gasps> millennial. This, this is a typical millennial question to say. Wait, did they have Kool-Aid back then? Shut up. Aunt Jemima <laughs> is owned by Quaker Oats, which is owned by Pepsi. Of course. So also remember Uncle Ben's rice? Did, did, what kind of rice did you grow up with? Did you grow up with Uncle Ben's? The the uh, also very um, oh shit! Look at this old. I just Uncle Ben's at your mama. Yep. Oh, they hate us. <laughs> How can we can't ever drink Pepsi? Well, you don't even drink soda. I don't um, drink soda. It's poison. I'm not fucking with kids. Pepsi products. Don't drink. Yeah, she got red lips. Pop. Don't drink pop. And people collect this shit, this racist shit. There's plenty of it made. Um, they had some dolls. They had uh, a toaster cover. They had um, Why is she so a temperature. Happy? She loves to serve. <laughs> she loves to do the job that's just one barely a step away from slavery. She's so happy about it. Um, she, she doesn't look like she's got a good investment portfolio. She oh, looks no. Like, no. She no. likes her bandana, though. Yeah, the cover-up. <gasps> oh, this is breaking my heart. I know, we're going down the wrong road. but um, She's in the kitchen, and they're just like... 
Yep, 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 yep. Everyone thin and beautiful is white and everyone fat and is black. But anyway, um, so usually I don't say like to say the F word fat. Um, what I'm saying is that exhibit was good. It was right next to the cross colors. And, and, and understand that representation is everything, right? And image is everything. So we go from the mammy and then we go next door to the cross colors. And we're being represented just a little bit better. Why? Because cross colors. And while we're talking about hip-hop fashion, right? So Dapper Dan, what he sold was extremely expensive. And only the gangsters and the early rappers who were kind of on, like LL Cool J, could afford Dapper Dan. But he gave birth to all these other brands that could be supported by an urban market. So whether it was FUBU or whether it was um, Cross Colors, um, the numbers don't lie. And Cross Colors was, you know, they had millions in revenue, you know, once they uh, debuted in 1989. And just a little, you know, just a few facts, because we are journalists. Carl Jones started um, Cross Colors. And every piece of clothing said, clothing without prejudice. And um, a lot of them had positive messages like stop the violence and educate to elevate. Um, but every piece of clothing, um, he was very inspired by the Marcus Garvey Black Nationalist Movement. And I love the way the exhibit, um, it's, it was almost like a journey through the Civil Rights Movement and also a journey through the history of cross colors. Um, very detailed, they even had a mannequin dressed in cross colors that had a beeper on. So they're, they're talking about, because Cross Colors logo is essentially the Black Nationalist flag, which was what Marcus Garvey used for his, like, basically Back to Africa campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, this is not just a fashion show or like, oh, yay, this is a Black business and it did well and now it's not around anymore. It made an impact. It had staying power. Carl Jones had been in the surf industry for a long time and he saw a market that was underserved. And of course, it was an urban market. Hip hop was just, you know, catching, you know, picking up speed, making money. Now it's a viable business. And um, it really made other brands feel like, you know what, I can do this too. Sean John, Puffy, and Rockefeller, Jay Z, and Damon Dash, and all that. So this, this exhibit, you really should go see. And they even had like, corners where we could watch, you know, um, self-destruction and listen to the music, listen to the message, see these rappers in fight the power in their kill the pigs, fight the power, (laughs) make bacon, fight the power. Keep hollering in my, um, dining room area. See what happens. But you have to remember that, um, you're trying to impress me like the man, (laughs) the, uh, the finesse video with Cardi B and, um, Bruno Mars they uh, brought we... back the cross-colored outfits because they were on in living color. And this is you, you got this is such a renaissance time because you got in living color that's really successful. You have these brands. Fresh print, Martin, like all of them are repping this look. Correct. It's a movement. It was a movement. And Jimon Hansu is is uh this sexy ass. He's basically uh, modeling in cross colors is amazing. And he's dark. You got to understand how important it is as well in terms of representation. We go from the mammy exhibit where it's terrible to be dark to the cross color where it's 
the darkness is celebrated. Dark women, dark men. Dark men, dark women, women that don't. And what the fashion industry tends to do is they're like, yeah, we're dessert, we're diverse, and they find the lightest, most Euro friendly looking black person. There's nothing wrong with mixed women or mixed models or anything like that, but they find the most white friendly, white friendly, Euro featured. Uh, model they can find and that's we're gonna actually a diverse group of people. We exactly. go from Mariah Carey to Whoopi Goldberg, right? Or even to Jimon, or who's, or even Ducky Thought. Ducky Thought, exactly. Ducky Thought, what an amazing name! Yeah, she has an amazing name. Yeah, yeah. Ducky Thought, she is so beautiful. She was in one of the collages. Anyway, um, Timothy Washington has these amazing collages next door too. It's called uh, what was that show called? Citizenship. With a hash between it, so citizen and ship were separate, but together separate, separate but equal. <laughs> and uh, Ducky thought, and all of these, you know, he shows the original Betty Boop character. If you didn't know, she was originally a black character, and Betty Boop was totally whitewashed to be a white character, um, and things like that. It was, it was a very educational weekend. <laughs> um, but you know, our theme of clothing and threads and investment and all of that kind of kept going. We did. We didn't have White Day. We went to the platform mall is very beautiful well curated very cute none of the businesses are owned by black people <laughs> but um it is a very adorable and we went to this wonderful men's store men Who can compete with soul cycle i mean i mean fuck soul cycle um i think they're connected to equinox double fuck equinox and you know nestle basically owns blue bottle they bought blue bottle was a, a chain out of san francisco and they sold out so blue Bottle's not a um small business anymore it's huge good for nestle good for them so but anyway but back to where you got again back to the hats we're covering so much. Quentin has difficult time buying hats. And so we found a skull cap for him, which is so hard. Your husband cannot wash this or be near it. Pinky swear. You hear pinky swear? I'm trying to keep my marriage intact. I okay. want that nigga to go back to France. He is white, even though he called him a nigga. Um, the skull cap. Wait, am I allowed? To, am I fucking up your episode? No, you're not. Oh. Black people, I black just... people can't say nigga. But I, but I have a very broad and dense vocabulary that I love to use. Because that chocolate is hitting me now. So. I know that chocolate. It, this one's on weed. Um, it's not. Can we call it cannabis? <laughs> sure. Whatever makes you feel better. No, because they really did a lot Can to we call you colored? It. No, we're black. No. <laughs> okay. That was triggering as fuck. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we still haven't finished going on our black day, but we're still talking about a little bit of white I know, day. But I just want to interject that you have to start call, referring to it as cannabis because the American government went out of their way to try to market this ethnic plant as something that was not white and it was very dangerous. So they kept... Uh, using the term marijuana to make it sound like it was like an exotic drug and they kept using the term weed because that's what people of color were calling it so we have to call it cannabis cannabis industry okay um and get these people out of jail and that's all i'm gonna say about that thank you okay i'm sorry for that commercial we get on many soapboxes. How many soapboxes did I have this weekend? Yeah, a lot, but I was here for it. <laughs> okay, so we find the perfect skull cap 
at this great men's store. I will say that men's boutiques are very lacking and it's hard to find. A- this was the best one I've ever been to. It's called The Optimist. It's at the platform. It's um, owned by the owner of the platform. I think it's a group. I think it's called like Runyon Group. But anyway. Um, Do they own Runyon too? I don't think it's connected to Runyon. Um, but anyway, Dave did such a good job on getting the right brands and presenting it in a, such a detailed way. It's almost like they need to win an award for interior design. The Optimist at the platform. Men, go see it. It's great. It's amazing. It's what I would do if I had a men's store. It's what we're going to do when we open the men's store. The men's store. Yes. Quentin has already decided that I'm going to open a men's store because it's well needed. So Black Day, we get through. We had a wonderful time with the coffee. Quentin got three awesome t-shirts under the Haroon label. We met Justice. I forgot the other woman's name. What was her name? Damn it. You think I'm going to know in this state of mind right In this now? state of mind, Quentin's not going to know anything. It's like getting progressively worse. We, I know. So we, so we went to the Cross Colors. We saw the exhibit. We went to see... Oh, wait, hold on. Can we just say, like, this weekend brought back some childhood dreams for me? Like what? I always wanted to be a Sean John model. Quentin always I wanted was, to be a Sean John model. When I was in high school, that was like, man, I might not be able to get into the school play because I'm black, but... If I could just sit down with Diddy, he will just make me. Quinton's from Nashville, Tennessee. He's from the South. John. The scary South. Ooh. I was probably in the most liberal yeah, city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my race. People is, exaggerate how racist it is in the South. It's not that bad. It's just you have to. It's worse in Chicago. It is worse in Chicago. In LA, and, and worse than LA. I never thought a cop was going to actually hit my black ass in the South. They or, will. Now they're just killing people. But anyway, we're not going to talk about police brutality. You know it's here to stay. Um, after Cross Colors, we went and we just saw some like kind of normal art. Not not normal, uh, incredible art. Um, Noah Purifoy. If you haven't been to Joshua Tree to see the Noah Purifoy Outdoor Museum, I highly advise it. This is a man that didn't start creating art school. I think he was about 48. He's a veteran. It's incredible. He did made art until the day he died. And um, I spent a birthday out there in the desert. Just really the whole goal was to see the Noah Purifoy uh, Outdoor Museum. And then by a total accident, we saw a Gehende Wiley sculpture. That was great. It was the bust with the pick. Right. That was awesome. I, I can't wait to see the um, monument in Times Square mm-hmm. in New York. I mean, New York and LA are just the most progressive places in America. Are they? They are. Because you know what? Are they going to let Kahende Wiley in the South put up a huge statue? In Nashville, they probably would. You think so? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. And Nashville is black as hell. It's not as black as Memphis, but it's black. Okay. Should we go to Nashville for my birthday? No. Because <laughs> that would ruin your birthday. We should go on a fuck day. We should do it. We should do a black day in Nashville. Black Day is going well. At this point at CAM, is Black Day going well? Yeah, I think you should do it. Like, I feel like every time you go on a trip or you go visit someone, that's like a great day to get an itinerary together. So instead of being like, what do you want to do? I know how to do it. It does take some research. Black Day, you just research it. It does take some research. And the Sean John thing, I remember when those ads were coming out, it was like, 
who is going to be next? Who's going to be in the next ad? It was always exciting. I remember when Sean John came out with the fragrance Unforgivable. I begged my mom to give me that fucking fragrance so I could be And did Sean you get John. it? Yeah, she gave it to me. Oh, see, in my family, if you really, really want something, you're not going to get it. It's a lesson. Um, so, Sean John. This is the difference between millennials and Gen Xers, though. I know. Y'all spoiled. Uh, Sean John velour suits. Like, a, a Sean John track suit or a Sean John what they now call wife beater, which I think is like wrong to say now. It's like inappropriate to say wife beater or Dago tea. Both are wrong. What's a Dago? Oh, from the bodega? Dago meaning like a wife beater of Italian heritage. Let's just not go there. Oh no. That's awful. It's awful. It's terrible. But anyway, O'Shawn John undershirt. (laughs) And, um, Slim is rocking it in the movie. Just brought it all back. All this 90s shit came back. So I think that's how we even got started on this whole Black Day I'm pretty sure people had some shit from their parents on eBay. And they were like, wait. This shit came back? Price has probably gone up. I'm on a Sean John tracksuit. Let me see if I can go find one. Yeah. So um, Quentin's very sporty. He's also a, a fitness instructor. I don't know how often, but at least from time, at least from time to time. So he dresses very sporty. So now we're done with Cam. Cam, please, please renovate your bathrooms. I know a lot of people think this is not important, but experience begins the minute they walk into your place and, and ends the minute they leave. And I had to go to the restroom and it was quite challenging. I'm also very specific. Let's let's use the word specific. Anyway, high maintenance. Anyway, the the museum is free. <laughs> <laughs> the museum is free. Go. And um hopefully they'll start charging people and um update their bathroom. So we we ended we didn't end Black Day. We went to the Underground Museum. Yeah, we did. We were a little underwhelmed, but you have to remember this is a very specific museum that usually has one artist on display. The front is incredible. Um, you're greeted by Melody McDaniel photos. There's a monitor that's just only showing Black news. There's all these books. And um, we spent more time in the gift shop than we did the exhibit. Only drawback for me is carpet is just weird. If it's in in, in a gallery or museum, they need to... I didn't like the smell. I didn't feel safe. I wanted to get out. I liked it a little bit more because it was weird, but I like weird stuff. Um, We ended the day. It's about 4 p.m. and we decide to go to Post and Beam, probably the best... Best restaurant I've been to in a very long time. That was the meal of the fucking century. God damn it. What he said, it was very delicious. We had to, we, we, that food came out. We were like, wait, 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 we have to say a prayer. We had to give thanks for that food. We said grace over our black That's owned, the first time we prepared. said grace and it wasn't Thanksgiving. <laughs> Man. The uh, chef is black and I think he is a new owner. The owner didn't used to be the chef. It was another guy that started it. But anyway, Post and Beam has been... Um, it's right across from the Debbie Allen Academy, Dance Academy, which Quentin took a cute photo in front of. I, want, I don't think she goes there that much. But they were saying that a lot of black celebrities will come there, Denzel Washington, and just all these people. 
And uh, I can see why. There's um, all the cool people eat, eat at the bar. So I suggested we eat at the bar. They weren't open yet, but they were still kind. And they were like, hey, get a drink. By the time you take a look at the menus, you'll know what you want. That's exactly what happened. We met people at the bar. We were comped a thing or two. Just a wonderful experience. Totally exceeded our expectations. The food was delicious and the people were sexy and we started with vegan crab cakes which i was like okay these people are good at meat but i don't know if they're good at vegan and it was actually yummy Mm -hmm. surprisingly vegan crab cakes very pepperoni pizza oh my god that pizza was so good short rib mac and cheese short rib but not like a barbecue drip no oh my god and it was falling off the oh my god it had horseradish on it it was pretty yummy and oh bread my, pudding. We had bread pudding. And I have our first glass of Hennessy. I couldn't believe that you were drinking Hennessy. You don't even like to drink, really. I like Hennessy now. Oh, God. I better see it on your bar when I come to the Bronx. Come. <laughs> Look out, New York. Hennessy Quentin is coming through. Hennessy Quentin <laughs> is a whole character. Oh, my God. And then my goal is to build the courage to try Crown Royal. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Actually, no, I'm never going to be that black. Black Day was interesting and inspiring. It was so... I'm sure people don't think about it. They're like, what's the difference? A black dollar or a white dollar? The point I would say, is... I would say to that person, first of all, a white person, <laughs> we wasn't talking to you, so why are you even interjecting into this conversation? And what I would say is, tell me more about that and why are you saying what you're saying? Because you wanna, oh, so you want to engage this white person. I want to engage. I always like to know... Especially if you disagree with someone, why they are... I have to give a shout out to the co-worker that was ready to pop off when we, when we told her we got carded. What's her name? Yes. Um, my co-worker, Madeline. Yeah. Okay, Madeline so we went, to, we went to Verse to Kutch. <laughs> you totally can Black Day was good. The point is, yes, try it. But we also were talking about allyship. Allyship, allyship. So Madeline... She, we were sitting next to each other at Verstekutsch. Anyway, it's a traditional German bratwurst. It's a sausage farm. It's a sausage farm. It didn't even have like vegetarian ones. And we went in Venice and they already had a tab going. And I came in to add to the tab and um, I ordered a beer and he, and he requested my ID. He's like, I need to see some ID. And we, at first we kind of thought it was kind of funny because people that I felt looked younger than me were allowed to get beer. So that was like weird. I'm not, I'll take the compliment, but the point is, anyway, so I went and got my ID and then they also carded Quentin. Yeah, were but only... I was feeling it because I've been using this really good um, anti-wrinkle eye cream. So I was like, oh, this shit must be working. I'm getting carded with the beer. But apparently no one else, it was probably a group of eight or more, eight to nine, and no one else got carded whether they looked young or old. And so... Quentin had but some... wait, me and Nicole well, were the only two black people. <laughs> we were the only two black people. This is like the story of our lives in every situation. But Natalie jumped up and she she was She's like, ready. wait, what? She's she... like, wait, what? You got carded, but then you get carded. Oh, hold on one no, second. No, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say I'm going to say something. Hold my beer. <laughs> and if you don't feel this level of outrage about injustice. Yeah, you ain't about shit. You're really missing, you're missing the it. point. You're missing the point. She got, we didn't even say like. We didn't even say. Even I was like, wait. Wait, it might not be that you you might be overreacting. She was like, yeah, because people were like, everything is about race and everything is about gender and everything is about class. Well, she was 
like, uh-uh. Sadly, everything she, is about. She was on Ally Watch. She was on Neighborhood was, Ally Watch. She was like, uh, no, I'm not. Y'all not about to put me on Facebook and call me a Karen. But everything is um, about race, gender, and class. And being able to earn, work hard, earn black dollars, and then spend them with black businesses leaves you feeling very different at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Because then you feel like you're a part, not only of their growth, but you're a part of the resistance. And I just want you all to consider it. Like when you just go to Target or you go to Costco and you're giving these huge conglomerates all of your money and Amazon, Jeff Bezos. But then at the same time, if you're championed for people of color or the marginalized group, LGBTQ, women, whatever the group is that you want to help and support, you have to be strategic. You have to step out of your comfort zone and just not walk around on autopilot. We had a very intentional day and it felt like a very different day. It, It was even an example of this is what you do when you have a very intentional day. Like, this is my challenge. This is my goal. I only want to circulate the black dollar from myself to black business. My black dollar to a black business. To a black business. And it was amazing. And Quentin scored like a bunch of cute clothes out of it too. That never hurts. I'm going to feel rich when I get back to New York. Stunt on them like a exactly. I know. I'm going to have to get a Haroon t-shirt myself. Probably go back and get that small one. That, that, uh, that was too tight for you. Wow, that would be a really good portrayal. Yeah, you know what? You I'm shit, in, Nicole. You know what? I'm into portrayal. I'm upset. Um... With that said... I'm so upset. You know I'm a cancer, right? You're very sensitive, and I'm an Aquarius, and I think with my head first and my heart second, so I'm pretty cold. I think that this has been a successful wardrobe and costuming trip for you, Quentin. I don't know how you're going to get all those clothes into your Some uh, stuff I brought bags. in the trash. You thought I was joking. Now he's ready to throw away clothes he's underwhelmed by. Don't. You're going to donate them. We're going to go back and pay it forward and go full circle and go to the Goodwill. Or just take it to one of your, uh, never mind, I'm not going to make a joke. I'm not going to make a joke. Always I'm ready to be say, inappropriate. I'm say, LA has a, and I'm just somebody from New York, LA has a very serious homeless problem that I've never experienced in my entire life. I do not get it. I do not get it. We know why, but it's still unsettling, right? It's disturbing. Stay in the car. LA, what are we doing about this homeless problem? Maybe the next show will be about that. We don't know. We don't know. But on that note, until next time, as I always say. This is my last podcast before I leave. For a while. So say goodbye to the audience. Bye. Also, check out Nobody Dances Here when it um, returns. There you go. If it ever does return, I don't know. Of course it will. Bye. Bye.